0: And welcome to a slightly more solemn Italian football, women's football podcast. Because I'm Ian Burns. That's the solemn part. Connor is also here. How are you? I'm very
1: well. I, I, I was giggling just because I realised I needed to get a cup while you started recording and it was really inconveniently fun. But I said very well. I'm fine, all things considered. Both Ireland and Italy are out of the World Cup. Um, one team won a match and they're the team I'm more embarrassed about so that's, <laughs> that's the one we're here to talk about as well so this should be um, fun
0: and at least to my knowledge only one of them's in revolt but we'll get to that oh, well, um, I've actually got some things to
1: say about what's happening <laughs> in Ireland if you've not been keeping up
0: to <laughs> all right one's been more public revolt <laughs> um, yeah they're out it's done um, our World Cup coverage is ending, perhaps one game earlier than we might have expected at one stage of the tournament. Um, I don't know necessarily what we expected going into it. The the general expectations were, if they get out of the group, that's good. What happens after that will be, um, you know, because chances are they'd come up against somebody really good in the round after that. That that would have happened. They would have faced the Netherlands if they'd gone through, which would have been a, yeah. That would have been possibly a Sweden or France game again, um, as I wrote in depth for the website before having to delete it, thanks to what happened against South Africa. Um, because they came into the last game just needing a draw. There was there was a condition to that draw. Argentina needed to not beat Sweden, mm. um, which was unlikely to happen and didn't happen. Uh, Sweden won 2-0. Albeit it took a bit of time to score, but they won 2-0. Um, and Italy went one nil up, they got a penalty, it was a penalty, um, right on the edge, it was a penalty. Nice and fortunate, great goal, 1-0, and then it it all went a bit wrong after that. I almost don't want to explain the catalyst of things going wrong. Um, not not that this particular thing caused everything, but it certainly was a bit of a turning point. I'm going to let you do it. Well,
1: it's the Benedict, honestly, on goal, isn't it? That mm. is... That is extremely harsh to make me do it when you know that within a month's <laughs> time I'm probably going to be looking at it. <laughs> um,
0: I think she made eye contact with me when we went to that to swallow into game, so I can't say
1: it. Okay, well, yeah. We're friends.
0: <laughs>
1: Fine, if that's if that's your way of running things, I don't think I can say anything about anybody in this division. <laughs> but it's, it's a pity, isn't it? And the own goal was comical. It was a little bit... Arsenal a little bit shambolic, but more than anything else, I think it was just extremely misfortunate and, and unlucky on both Orsi and Durante, because it's a mistake from Benedetta Orsi. Of course, it is. You can probably you can analyze it and criticize her if you want to, but we've seen this before, haven't we? In football, like every season, a goal like this happens somewhere, and everybody has a little laugh at it. It is just unfortunate that it happened. In a World Cup, in a game of this magnitude, in her first game at the World Cup, when she was a bit of a gamble to take anyway, um, the fact that she was playing at centre back, which she doesn't like, I've said before, she she wants to play centre back, she doesn't play centre back for Italy, or for Sassuolo, and if she does, it's on the right of a three. She definitely doesn't play as one of two. Um, so there's little factors that can come into play there, aren't there? Like uh, in terms of where she thinks she might be on the pitch, and and all sorts, but it's a mistake, and she didn't have a great game, she did give the ball away later on for, I think it was the second or third South Africa goal as well, it was, she tried to play it out of the back, and it went straight to a South Africa player, and they scored from that, that goal wasn't necessarily her fault, but she again had a hand in it, but there's... There's a difference between her making a couple of mistakes and and all of Italy's failings this summer being pinned on her shoulders, which it's not her fault that Italy are getting knocked out of the World Cup. I think we need to really, really underline that. It's not because of Benedetta Orsi that, that Italy have underperformed at another tournament. You mentioned beforehand, like this isn't what we expected. I said for months coming into this tournament that Italy wouldn't get out of the group, and that doesn't mean that they shouldn't have gotten out of the group because they were the second best team in it. And to not get out of the group is a failure. But I just knew they wouldn't because of what we saw last summer and what we'd seen in every game since last summer as well. They made hard work of Switzerland. They made harder work than they should have of... I can't remember now if it was Moldova or Romania, but when when the pressure is on this Italy team, they do have problems. And Bertolini does, we might have to start saying did, often make really odd selection choices both in her squad and in her starting 11s and yeah I I feel like we, we don't need to talk about Benedetto Orsi as being responsible for Italy's failure to go through here because like in the second half there was also Cristiana Giurelli chance wasn't there at 2-2 she scores it's game over done South Africa can score again but they're still not going to go through and then it was moments later that South Africa went down the other end and scored but it does feel like an autopsy a little bit right now. And always when there's disappointment in football, people point fingers of blame, but I think those fingers of blame need to be distributed a little bit more evenly instead of just having a pile on this, this one player who was just a little bit more than a little bit unfortunate as well.
0: I also maintain that like the pass you tried to play wasn't mad. Um, you know, she possibly should have looked more than she did, but there are lots of instances where players play that pass back to the keeper without looking. She just got loads on it. She, she just really, you know, every now and then we've all been there where you go to kick a ball not very hard and you just catch it. Yeah. And also, if if you watch in the same half, there was a moment where Juliana went to take a corner. Yeah, yeah. And the ball blew away. Like, the uh, this isn't a complete excuse, but it is relevant that the ball, the, the wind clearly caught hold of that ball after she hit it and it flew past Durante. It wasn't even very far away from it when she kicked it. I think she was, it, it's a mistake, but there there was some un- unluckiness about it and as well.
1: It it sounds silly to be talking about the wind, but that is she did kick the ball in the direction of the wind.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's the same way.
1: Like you say, that same wind that was making it impossible for a <laughs> man to, to take a corner because the wind moved that ball two or three times and in the end they took it by Juliana just putting her hand on the ball and kicking it from there, short to Boatin. So, like, the the wind was was mad. So it, it probably did catch it as well. But that was the thing about that mistake for me, it was was that she didn't look like look, it happens.
0: It does happen. And it will happen again, and it will happen again, and again. Um, probably not to her. She'll be super careful from now on, because <laughs> you'd be scared from it. Um, but in terms of the the general performance, even though it was a more chaotic game with more goals and more sort of interesting moments and that sort of stuff than the Argentina game, it was basically the same performance. Yeah. yeah. Just just with individual errors chucked in really. Um they had much more of the ball. I think they ended with sixty-three percent possession. Um was it that high? Yeah. And it was like that throughout the whole game pretty much. I think it got to about sixty eight at one point in the second half, because I was trying to keep an eye on it. Um, and, number one, you wouldn't really know it. And the reason you wouldn't really know it is that they didn't create anything with it, which is what we said all the way through. It was the same against Argentina. They pretty much created one chance, and even that wasn't clear cut for the goal. Um, Sweden, nothing, barring a shot in the first 10 seconds. Um, and then this one, you know, the second goal, well, first goal's a penalty. Second one is a deflection from a corner. the The, the most creative Italy were in the whole tournament was the five or so minutes, well, maybe two minutes before South Africa's goal that that won it, and about two minutes afterwards, where Juchinti had that chance. Yeah. That that was their open play attacking for the tournament, basically, and they didn't they didn't use it. But yeah, if either of those instances had gone in, they'd be through now, and it'd be a very different conversation. Oh, you sneezed. <laughs> no, I'm just coughing. I'm I'm going to turn the
1: air conditioning off because it's. Probably for too long today. Um, but yeah, you're right. And look again, it's nothing new, is it? This is this is what we were saying coming into the tournament. This is what I was saying after the the Morocco game. Italy have the ball. Because they don't do anything with it. So it it's not that Italy are having the ball in this amazing, suffocating way where they're not letting their opponents get near it. Italy probably have the ball most of the time because their opponents are happy to let them have it because more often than not they don't do anything with it. They're too, they're too stagnant. They mo- they don't move a lot. They're in an unfamiliar shape, which we'll get into because the players have even now spoken about this, um, and they don't have the flair that you see these same players have when they're playing with with Roma, with Como, with. Sassuolo next season with Juventus like it's different and there's got to be a reason for that and we've been speculating about what that reason might be for a while Uh, we've kind of I've definitely committed strong more strongly to it over the course of the last three to six months but I don't don't know what the obvious answer is other than the coach has to change and she will, because Bertolini is not going to be kept on. Her contract is now up. The players have basically made it impossible for her to stay on now. Um, but yeah, Italy just look looks stagnant in attack. And when you think of the players that they have on that squad, I don't think there's much of an excuse for that. Chiara Bacari is, is anything but stagnant. Barbara Bonensea as well is phenomenal and is so good at just creating things out of absolutely nothing. But she was nullified by the system she was playing in at this World Cup. Like, if, you're, if your own system is making your best players, like all of their threats void, I, I don't know how you can persist with it. But we, we saw it in the Argentina game and it didn't change for the Sweden game. And we we would have liked it to change to be more defensive for the Sweden game, but it didn't. And Italy, were, they paid the price. And then we came into the South Africa game and it was exactly the same as the the Argentina game and the start of the Sweden game before Italy just got killed but it's frustrating isn't it like it, it, it is infuriating it's maddening sitting here and having the same conversations that we've had and I remember having these conversations or similar conversations last year at the at the Euros with the France game aside because that was just a like they got whacked but against Iceland and Belgium I remember finishing those games and thinking Italy weren't actually that bad because then I was thinking, well, they had the ball and, and they never really looked under threat. But it, it's the same thing. It's always the same thing. So
0: you've got this to, is why it's not good. This is why I'm sort of quite happy about what the players have done today, mm. which we, we will explain properly um, in a second um, for anyone who's not heard. But I, I was sort of thinking to myself when we agreed when we're going to do this podcast, I don't know if I can say it all again. Because, because, like, like I've just said, it it was the Argentina game, and Sweden game was slightly different because they got beat five 0 But in terms of talking about Italy specifically, it was it was the same again. They didn't create, but had a decent amount of the ball. Um, there's only so many times you can keep saying it, um, but at least now that there's been a revolt, we can talk about that instead. Do you reckon, it, do you reckon it's time?
1: <laughs> well, it is time, isn't it? Because we've got there, and I'm i'm curious about this so basically the the players i say unanimously that is with the asterisk of um benedetta orsi hasn't posted this and it seems to be because she's taking a an understandable break from social media her account is still there but i think she might have been a little bit slow to to close the comments on a lot of her posts and idiots are being idiots unfortunately um and Giulia Dragoni, from what I've seen, hasn't posted this either. Of the rest, I've not checked every single twenty three of the twenty three players. Um, but I follow a good chunk of them and, and they all seem to have posted identical posts um on their respective Instagram accounts. So should I read through it, do you think?
0: Yeah, I think so. It's not too long. Is this um is this your translation. Yeah, so I've translated yeah. it.
1: There was just one bit that I've got the, the idea of across, I think, but I, I couldn't quite mm. find a completely satisfactory way of expressing that. But, um, so they all shared a post which was captioned in all caps, which was what caught my eye originally. And then I scrolled down my timeline to see that this post was on it about 20 times. Um, So the the caption was with anger and sorrow, we are sharing our own point of view. And then the statement was, as everyone does statements now, screenshots of like a, a fancy notes thing on,
0: which is really Cross annoying in part. our line of work, by the yeah, way. It is isn't seriously it? annoying because I, I I I can't read that, and I also can't cut and paste it into a translator. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but anyway, the the full statement is as follows: Us girls have always faced up and never shied away. Never, we have always taken responsibility. This time, however, we would like to express our point of view. We still feel immense regret because we had a huge desire for redemption at this World Cup. We knew that we were coming into this tournament after a disappointing European championship. And we had learned from our mistakes. A lot of comments were made last night. This is in reference to Bertolini's post-match comments after the South Africa game. But the only thing that we agree with is that which said that this group do not lack an understanding of one another. We were never afraid but we felt very little trust in us. Again, reference to Bertolini saying that the players were afraid in the South African game. It continues. What we had was not enough on the pitch, or what we had was not enough because on the pitch, it was clear that something was missing. In this national team, there's a group of 16 girls from Juventus and Roma who achieved great things in the Women's Champions League. So then, we think it's legitimate to ask why a team made up of that group of players and completed with players from other top teams and with talented youngsters, struggled so much at this European Championship and then a World Cup. We are convinced that we could have achieved different results if we had been put in the position and given the conditions to do so. We will work even harder to improve at international level. This is the bit that was a bit tricky. Um, And mistakes can always be learned from. We hope for a future that is getting ever closer at this point of growth in women's football in which we can express ourselves to the maximum and represent our country to the best of our ability. Now, there's two possible targets there. It's the FIGC and it's Milano Bertolini, right? Um, given that this yep. reference to Bertolini's comments, I think any anything in this that's targeted at the FIGC is not is is likely to not be the player saying we don't feel that we're given the right conditions and the right pay and things like that. I think it's their saying we don't have the right um, technical conditions in that they need a different coach. That's the only way I can see this having been intended.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's there's not been any, not that I know of any reports in the lead up to the World Cup complaining about money, bonuses, salaries, etc., which, which has been very common for lots of teams at the World Cup um because generally they seem to have been getting that right yeah i'm i'm with you i think it is it's very much a it's a footballing statement it's it's a, it's about playing the game rather than much of a bigger picture um i wonder if the fact they specifically reference Juve and Roma and when you think to some of the players that have had very few minutes that you would expect to have had more and i'm thinking Greggy, Girelli, Cetarini, oh, no. even Leona, Even Salvai like,
1: was dropped for the last game, wasn't <laughs> Lenzini.
0: But went, um,
1: that, yeah, it's a baffling one, that one, too.
0: So, you know, we, we've just said, what, five or six there who play for those two teams they've specifically mentioned. They've also been, bit, like to their credit, diplomatic to mention other top teams and talented youngsters. You know, not to be saying. We've got these dickheads playing when we are <laughs> yeah, supposed yeah. to have. We're supposed to have Juve and Roma players, um, but yeah, that that's how I understand that bit. Um, it may well be that they're just making a point about the Champions League and those are the two teams that were in it. But yeah, that's how I read that. Um, apart from that, I think it's fairly clear cut, isn't it? In terms, of, you know, it it, it stops short of saying our coach was bad. But <laughs> I think that is essentially what it means.
1: Yeah, I I think so, and I'm, I'm looking at the eleven. So I don't think this was this was aimed like you said. It, it it wasn't the case of look at these morons playing. Like I don't think there was anything in that. It's that why aren't you getting the best out of this group? Because even the team that played against South Africa, there's an Inter goalkeeper, a Sassuolo centre back, and then everybody else is on the books at either Juventus or Roma. Beccari's out on long fine. And Dragoni, sorry,'s that I mean she's at Barcelona, she's at one of the only clubs that's better than the, those two. Um So I think it is just a case of why can't you get the best out of out of this team? But yeah, like, the... Look, the the decisions have been odd. The the formation doesn't make any sense. The the selection hasn't made any sense for a long time and, and yesterday it got worse. The the fact that Orsi was selected was unusual. Um, If you told me after the first game that Orsi was going to play in, in one of the two upcoming games, I would have thought, yeah, that sounds about right. She'll come in at fullback because Di Guglielmo wasn't superb. Um, we were watching the Sweden game and I was thinking Salvai is saving Italy quite a lot here. Um, Italy would have been a lot worse off had she not been there. And then Orsi comes in at centre back where she doesn't play. And then what really just had me—I I was watching this on a bus from from Portsmouth, having left Kev's house to go to Stansted Airport. And Elisa Bartley came on and played left centre back. Like I mean, Elisa Bartley is a, is a right back. <laughs> she she does not play centre back, and she definitely doesn't play as a as a left centre back. I was screaming on the bus and I, I did actually say a couple of things out loud which I messaged you about on, on I'd the love bus. it if
0: they referenced that in their statement <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, then... <laughs> and
1: then and then the, the silly bugger went and did this um, <laughs> but just there's, there was a lot about it that just didn't make sense from, from the very off, the fact that there was all this talk from Bertolini herself and all of the players around that Morocco game when Italy changed and played a a three slash five at the back, and everybody said, Yeah, this is exactly what we've been working on. We've been working on this shape, and we did a lot of the things that we've been working on. They didn't play that setup once in the World Cup. So, what was the point in that? And then that squad was constructed with that setup in mind because you have Anna Maria and Benedetta Leona, two of the most dangerous players in the team that won the league, didn't get a sniff at the World Cup. Why? Because their positions didn't exist. Jad Gregi, the best midfielder in the best team in Italy, came on for 10 and 15 minutes, I think. And every time she came on, she impacted the game. Christiana Giurelli came on in the first game, scored the winner after three minutes, didn't get another look in until she came on against South Africa and got a header that was going in before Ariana <laughs> Correa turned it in. Anyway, <laughs> like, there's, there's so many things that if you were trying to self-destruct in this situation so if you had the squad that Bertolini had and you were trying to not perform to your best abilities you would do the things that Bertolini was doing play a system that doesn't suit the players don't play the players that are the most dangerous and play some really good players in positions that they don't play in like box tick box tick box tick I hate use of the word unforgivable when it comes to football things because I think it's silly and people don't understand what the word means when they say it. But in a footballing context, Bertolini's decisions around this World Cup have been that. And I I thought it when the final whistle went in the South Africa game that I don't see how a coach can come back from this. And it's just reinforced when the whole squad come out and say what they said. I do not see a way back for her Her contract up She's not going to be Italy coach going into the next European Championship, but what is next for her? Like that now becomes a question because there's players in this group who have shared that post who play for Roma and, and Juve. Okay, there's 16 of the 23. There's some at Sassuolo, there's some at Inter, there's some at Milan. Where's she gonna go?
0: Yeah, it's it's quite you know it's it's a way one obviously we're being very critical of her and like we say that it's it's very much for footballing decisions. there's not been any suggestion that she's a bully or you know no, all that sort of stuff that can often come in these sorts of situations there's, there's nothing in the statement that would make you think that um and you know there is a sadness about that because not not that she's not a bully <laughs> but um you know this this is going to be a, a deeply personally affecting thing for Bertolini and from a professional standpoint i can't say it's not deserved, um, but it's a really horrible thing to have to go through. And like you say, she will be thinking, that, you know, a lot of doors are shutting okay. for me. Um, you know, there is life outside of Italy, whether she wants it or not remains to be seen. There are other places to manage football where She's none of these players are.
1: a 57-year-old Italian.
0: Yeah, so um, the, the desire to...
1: Might have left her behind a little bit as well. Um I don't know. I but, don't know, want it to be a, a
0: personal attack either. No, no. Um, which, like I said, the statement isn't a personal attack, mm. but it's nonetheless very affecting for her career, and your career is, especially in football, quite a personal thing to you. Um, I was just look, flicking through the lineups there. Sertarini played for 31 minutes in this World Cup, and she came on when it was 4-0 to Sweden. Um. That was... All of it was in that oh, game. it was all
1: in one game. Yeah. Anna, Anna Mario Sartorini, by the way, who scored against Juventus this season in big title impacting games, scored for Roma at the Camp Nou against Barcelona, um, was brilliant. And if you go back to this time last year, I'm sure you'll remember I was quite critical of her end product and I thought that she wasn't going to be able to fulfill the potential that her like raw talent suggests that she could. She's improved so so much in the last year that that decision alone is baffling. Um, I don't need to go into the Jada Greggy thing because, like, I don't know if I can say it anymore.
0: We almost did that one before the tournament started. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> It's
1: it's bizarre, isn't
0: it? <laughs> like, yeah, she's it's very weird.
1: She's the best player in the midfield. She didn't take her to the Euros. I know she takes her and doesn't play her. Um,
0: the the thing with Sertorini with that, that final game, like Sertorini is a I don't know what could I call it. She's a she's a chaos player. She's explosive in the sense yeah. that yeah, explosive chaos. She can run incredibly fast and for a long time, and like I said. Generally speaking, she can do the right thing on the end of it as well. They needed one goal and had, I think, <laughs> about eight got a minutes to play. Good long range shot on her too. Yeah, they needed one goal. Had about eight minutes to play against a South Africa team that had worked very hard. Stick her on the pitch and let, just let her run at people and see what I, happens.
1: I think there are three Italian players, right? That you want to come off the bench if you need a goal. One of them's Lorna, one of them's Sertorini, and the other's Bonfantini, who wasn't at the World Cup fine. Um why did they not get her looking? Like, we've seen <laughs> them do it in the Champions League. We've seen them do it in Serie A every week. We've seen them do it for Italy before. Like, Sertorini's been around. She's young, but she's been around. I think she was at the twenty nineteen World Cup, wasn't she? Like, she not Bertolini sure. knows what she can do. She's seen her improve. It she's picked her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Over someone like Bonfantini. Um, you know it's not like there was no other option of people to bring. Um, Sertorini
1: is this year's Bonfà because Bonfà went to the Euros last year and played, I think, fifteen minutes.
0: Mm. Which is basically still more than Sertorini did in the sense that she played thirty meaningless minutes. Yeah. It was four nil. Yeah, <laughs> what, what 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 are you doing there? You're, you're merely seeing out the clock so you don't get. Removed from the tournament for for not playing. <laughs> that's that's purely what you're doing in that situation. They, they were they were never going to come back from four nil down, and everybody knew that. Everyone on the pitch knew that. Um, it's annoying. It is annoying. I'm annoyed. Um,
1: yeah, because I, I think it, it make it paints Italian women's football in a bad light. I think, and at the moment, you need to basically do anything you possibly can to not embarrass yourself if you're. In any way involved in women's football, because then everybody's just like, "Oh, look!" Like that's one of the reasons why I felt so bad for Orsi, right? Because yeah, there's no margin for error. The knives are sharpened already, right? And I, I just think a lot of people in Italy don't follow women's football as closely as they should. Um, we we saw absolutely no build up to the to the tournament here. I. One of the reasons I went home was because I wanted to be aware that there was a tournament going on, um. so I, I went home and I was very much aware of it, but Gazzetta's front page on the day of Italy's first game had no mention of them, Um, they'll probably say that that's because the game was kicking off at 8 in the morning, blah, 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 blah. Um, no mention of the World Cup, it, that's, again, I'm going to use the word, unforgivable, Um, but that is a reflection of where, of the fight that Italian women's football has on its hands, and to get around to the point I was trying to make, there would have been people who watched this team, probably not every game this summer, but would have watched a game or two this summer, having not seen anything since they got out of the group stage at the 2019 World Cup, or maybe they watched last summer. And they're going to think, well, this is why I don't watch it. They're rubbish. Like, what, what am I getting out of that? Yeah. Um, that's not what it is. Watch Roma. Watch Juve. Watch Sassuolo, especially this season, because they're finishing top out, by the way. Like, there's there's perfectly competent and exciting and really good teams in Italian Roman football and I think the reputational damage that this summer might have done to Italy specifically is harmful and I am concerned about what's going to happen in terms of it's probably going to slow the growth a little bit and that is again like almost criminal Um, you're scrambling for papers or something, what's going on there?
0: um, Well something I want to slightly hammer home is that so number one say people listening in england like we don't have sport newspapers in the way that italy and a few other european countries do that the fact it's not on the front page it wasn't on the front page of gazetta like it's not battling with all of the news yeah. <laughs> in that sense, it's just the sport and then i'm looking at an old copy now that i've got near my desk and this isn't even the best example because it's got a very large bit in the middle about one thing so on this on this particular paper which isn't even the best example there are other ones here but I'm not going to dig dig uh, more um <laughs> he's done his elbow sorry I'll explain while he winces um there are six different like news stories essentially on this you've got Charles Leclerc and his Ferrari you've got something about Blavich, uh something about Atalanta big thing about Milan big thing about Inter at the top um and something else going on over here as well volleyball volleyballs on here mm. They do quite like that, but still. Um, the Italy one from memory on that day didn't have one big thing in the middle that was kind of dominating a lot of space. It was lots of little things, which is more common for them. And they still weren't on it. They didn't even get one of the little boxes at the side. One of the, one of the like like Vlavic has got, I appreciate this is quite visual for a podcast, but on this one, you've got a little picture of Vlavic, a headline of maybe seven or eight words, and four or five words underneath it. And your page numbers—they didn't even get that of saying Italy are playing, or Italy have played, or you know, have a little look at it. All right, you are now showing it to me.
1: Yeah, so there was a the the big one across the top was Milan versus Roma, like the the, the game of nines, something about Scamacca strikers. And then there was something about Allegri. There was something about um, the men's or boys under twenty ones national team something about adrian tamese <laughs> adrian tamese jordan torino like i really <laughs> like him as a player but come on there's an advertisement of a very italian looking man um with the advertising a spring summer clothing collection with the with a big headline be bored but bored is in like b o a r d um there's something about what well, i don't know what this is actually some world cup that's not this one. There's something about cycling and the man in yellow. And there's something about Max Verstappen. Um, yeah, so our, a friend of Total Italian Football, I think we can call her, Jenna Tonelli, did go through the paper that day because she was in Italy. And the, the, the World Cup got one page and it was on, what number page was it? Page 27.
0: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no one's ever been to that page. <laughs> good, that isn't it. But <laughs> well, there you go. My one had Menebrea on it There's the advert, which is better than the uh, B board, whatever that was. Yeah, on all the others, and they do all have quite a big thing on the front. there so ignore that bit. Do they? <laughs> uh, a relatively big thing. Seems to be their style to have one quite dominating This thing. is good,
1: Simon. Um. As we're discussing this, the Ireland women's national team squad are having their homecoming in Dublin. Um, they picked up one point, and it was in the last game against a team that didn't need to win.
0: Very the, nice. The
1: capital street is jam packed. the- the main street in the Capitol is jam packed with green. Um,
0: Bertolini in there sniffing well, for a job. <laughs>
1: our equivalent is but there you go what can you do it's a pity isn't it that it's ended this way I'm not surprised in the slightest and I I don't want it to come across as if I'm saying oh I told you so but literally look back at my tweets I
0: did (laughs) needless to say I had the last
1: (laughs) (laughs) it was always going to happen with with Bertolini in charge and let's hope because we've seen enough from Dragoni, and I think we've seen flashes from Bakari at this World Cup we've definitely seen enough from her in Serie A We've seen what Jada greggi can do. We know what Ariana Caruso is about. Anna Maria Sertorini, Benedetta Leona, Benedetta Orsi as well. She's in that group. Maria Luisa Filangeri. Cecilia Salvai is not old. There's a good Italy team
0: there. Um, there's a good oh, Italy what team. What a compliment. <laughs> you're not old.
1: Well, she's not old. I've no <laughs> idea how old she is. Um, no, I think, I I think would... you're
0: right, but you were dishing I'm... out compliments and she got, you're not old. <laughs> 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 was
1: was I wrong, Fernsey? <laughs> no, I doesn't
0: say um, you're wrong. She's the same age
1: as me. She's twenty-nine oh, years really? old. Um so she is actually Whoa! Cecilia so Salvi and I are exactly the same age. She's added to the to the December second list, which I'm just discovering live <laughs> on air. Um I'm worried that I'm doing a you with your Manuel Locatelli moment right now, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> just don't get it off transfer, Matt. <laughs> um, There's a lot of dates on there. You might look okay. at the wrong one.
1: I'm pleased to know that I'm the same age as, as Cecilia. Exactly. That's quite pleasant. She's doing oh a lot God. better for, with herself than I am. But anyway. um,
0: I, I don't suppose okay. we can ever know or find out, but I really would like to know why Dragoni didn't do the statement. Um, I'd like to think it's just she's very young and just took Fearful, a step away possibly, from it. Yeah. Um, which I think that takes. Bear some in mind, she maturity.
1: there is every chance that we we do need to really drive home. She's sixteen. Yeah, right. So, yeah, so
0: it's a, she's a child, basically trying to do exactly quite a massive thing.
1: Exactly. So there's I I think there's probably a couple of options here. One is that she's gonna be eternally grateful to Milena Bertolini for bringing her and playing her at a World Cup. Um, she's sixteen and she doesn't play first team football for a club, so she will be. Um, but I think it's also as possible that the captains, Bonanza, Girelli, the rest said, you don't worry about this because yeah. you're a kid, we'll will handle it. Um, but Bakari did do it, which
0: was curious because mm. that was the first I suppose, thing I'd checked. I suppose she's got a season of top flight football under her belt mm-hmm. um, as an important player. But yes, anyway, it's not a, far from a criticism of Dragone. It's just intriguing. Um
1: so sorry, but Julia Dragoni has liked the post, okay. Um, but she hasn't done it. Uh, Matilda Pavan also liked it. Um, I'm just looking at Bakari's likes now. Yeah, the, all the usuals. Um, yeah, there you go. So there you go. Oh, yeah. I, I think Bakari agrees with this, or Dragoni agrees with the sentiment, but maybe was told to to, to see. Yeah, that out, possibly. I'm gonna try find
0: out. Yeah, um, in terms of. When you can hear from us next, shall we do a bit of a general transfer roundup? Because lots of people have been going to lots of places and it's not the sort of information that necessarily comes to you of its own volition. You have to find it. So we might tell you about it if you don't know everything. Um, if you do know everything, then do tell us. Or at least tell me. Cause just tell, us, keep
1: every- tell us privately, though, so we can get the credit for it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, then, we'll then use it for content. Um, possibly without credit as well. It's not yours they're just transfers. <laughs> they don't belong to you. Um, anyway, I'm arguing with a hypothetical person now. Let's go because I need to go and meet Kevin Stace. <laughs> I'm meeting someone as well. <laughs> so looks... We can't escape them. Yeah, that is scary. Because <laughs> <isn't
1: it? laughs> you, le- you left Kev's on Monday. I was there until Wednesday which is the day that he then went up and found you again. So in my head, You've he's, just been with him the whole
0: time? He's viewing a flat in a building that I reckon with the right size rock on a good day <laughs> I could hit. Really? From, from my front door. Like,
1: is there nothing in between?
0: Oh, I'd have to get some height on it. Um, maybe I couldn't quite reach that. Maybe one of them Nerf ball things. But the, 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 the court is between it, so if there's any way you shouldn't be throwing rocks, it's probably there. Yeah. But <laughs> But it's really not very far away. Uh, I think it's a two-minute walk. If that—that's that's, um, that's scary for you, isn't which is it? Just frightening. We're going we're gonna to get in in-person podcasts next season. I think and nearly every probably evening.
1: makes my life easier.
0: So, uh, yeah, it's I easier for me could...
1: to stand down from them.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to entertain that. But you will. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to encourage it by saying, "Yeah, you're right." Oh. Um, but yes. Anyway, that's enough internal chat. We're going to go now. Go and read all our things on um total life and you can read the statement it's obviously up there um you can read bertolini's comments are up there and general stuff about the tournament um we'll pitch towards sernia from inla content shortly because maybe a few previews etc september 16 i believe it is so yeah, there's a bit more of a buffer for that um so i say we're going to pitch towards that you know it's not going to be tomorrow champs league's back end of august true so yeah, we will do that instead. Say goodbye.
1: I'm off for a holiday-ish. I'm going to have yeah. five days of which Exciting. I'm only working three of them. <laughs> That's good, isn't it?
0: We um- <laughs> <Please> scrounge you. <laughs>
1: yeah, so have fun. I'll speak to you guys soon.
0: Bye, everyone.